happiness. Mean unlike says last we're week. going live. Unlike last week. Hey, it is nine o'clock, almost on the dot this week, kids. And uh, it is Tuesday night, so that means you are in for a treat. It is another get off my lawn podcast. So welcome everybody for another one of these. Uh, we appreciate everybody understanding last week that we did not have uh, a live stream podcast just because uh, again, Mrs. Sandhills lost her grandmother and Tuesday was the, the day of the funeral. We actually, uh, we were home in time to do a podcast, but neither one of us had the energy physically or emotionally to, uh, to get together. So we just appreciate everybody being cool with it and uh, letting us have a week off. So we are back. We missed everybody and we are ready to get rocking and rolling. So uh, we're going to let everybody say hello here on the panel. And uh, we're going to lead off with the West Coast just because I know Calaveras 32 Special doesn't have a lot of time before supper's ready. So uh, Tactical Pickle, thanks for joining us for a few minutes. Hey, I appreciate the invite, Neil uh, Sandhills. Thank you. Absolutely. Always so, a pleasure uh, to have you hang your, out. Uh, saw the topics, and this should be an interesting show. I'll have to listen to the uh, replay later. Heck yeah, absolutely. And for those of you who uh, aren't aware, you can always use the same link that got you here tonight to catch this on the replay. So the best part about that is uh, you can listen to it again if you want to, but you can share this link and it's always going to be good. So if somebody missed it tonight and you think they uh, they would like to hear it, go ahead and share the link with them and they can uh, they can always get back here to it. So it's not just live, it's also up there on the interwebs on the YouTube channel forever uh or at least until youtube gets tired of us talking about freedom and kicks us out so uh if you have not yet subscribed to the channel please do so and then uh, subscribing is great but then you've got to click that little bell icon that shows up once you subscribe and uh switch over the notifications to let you know when we go live or when a new video comes up so uh we appreciate everybody for doing that all right let's say hi to a few other people here we've got uh, pat hirsch joining us for uh is this the second or third week now third week i think that you've been here isn't it uh yeah this is my third week uh thanks again for having me on heck yeah you're gonna turn into a regular here it's always good to have fellow nebraskans um we've also got a brand new face uh and voice and name so uh coming to us from out in the western part of the state out in that uh, that Ogallala country, uh, we've got Zach joining us tonight. How's it going, guys? Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Hey, no problem. What are you doing? Clearing out a few cases while you're hanging out with us? Might as well. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Put your hands to use while you're doing the work or while you're doing the talk and that works out. All well, right. We've got Duke Liberty thousand. with us as well, representing the state of Michigan over there. Oh, it's been a it's been a hard week. We had Sanders and Biden both in Flint. It's been dark, but hey, man, thanks for the invite. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. But you survived, right? You're okay now. We're surviving, right. baby. No coronas here. All We're right, good. all right, good to hear it. All righty. Um, also holding it down in the central part of Nebraska, at least for now, we've got the king of the Travi himself, Travis P11. What in the world is going on? Hey, uh, not much. Hey, Zach, if you need help, I can be there in about 90 minutes. Is that is that cool? <laughs> hey, I'll gain an hour hey, of daylight, too. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I'll take all the help I can there get. There you go, man. All right, let me get my reloading stuff's all boxed up. I'll bring it over. So, uh, But anyway, yeah, this is Travis P11. Check out my channel on YouTube. And we got a little podcast we do on Monday nights called Caliber Corner. It's a lot of fun. 6 o'clock Central Time, uh, 7 o'clock East Coast Time. Check it out. We talk guns, ammo, prepping, whatever. Whatever works for us. So, hey, thanks for the invite, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for being here. All right. And then maybe he's got the audio figured out. He was here and then he left and now he's back. Armament and axes. What's up? Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I was using this the is... uh, Brave, the Brave browser. And since uh, Google and YouTube did something different, because Brave browser like blocks, you know, ads and whatever. Man, since they changed their, their policy, it's been like, oh, error, error, error. And then you just wait a minute because it's blocking the ads. You just wait and then your videos. But anyway, I was using Brave. I couldn't get in. And I went, okay, I'll go to Chrome. Got it working. All good. So thanks for the I invite. Use. I use Chrome because uh, it seems to work all the time. Uh, yeah, thanks for the invite. Like I said, you you invite yeah. me all the time. Sometimes I make it. Sometimes I don't. But, hey, I'm here now. So Heck yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. All right. And who do we have out in the chat? Looks like it's already getting lively out there. So uh kingpin was uh was out there and, and maybe he left or maybe he's back um uh let's see olivia's out there jay brown double a doing double duty gun loving grandpa's out there morlock is out there how you doing uh, i don't think i've seen you in here before morlock so welcome 10x shooters is out there blitz is out there g23 i don't recognize that name either so welcome to you uh ss pawn stan is in the house ss pawn lexington nebraska for all your firearm needs and anything else that you can do in a pawn shop go check that out um and he's not even a channel sponsor although <laughs> I, i'm not saying no stan if you ever want no i'm kidding not really uh who else do we have new york outcast is in the house um ghost tactical is out there George Washington's here. Dude, welcome again, General. All righty. And I know that there will be more coming through as the night goes on. As always, if you are watching this live on YouTube and you are not commenting, then we don't know you're here. And we would really like to say hello to you and thank you for joining us. So, uh, oh, I see Schofield 63 out there. I missed that name. A uh, lot of great people in here that I'm not used to seeing. Other Travis is here. Sean's here. They just keep coming in. Uh, drop those comments out there so we can say hi to you, and we know that you're you're around. Uh, Patriot, I can see you out there now. Um, all righty. So, uh, and again, you know what? If you're watching this on replay, you can still leave comments because we still want to know what you think. So you can still go down below and drop comments even after this is live uh, down in the regular comments under the video. Uh, we just want to know that you're around. Um, Levi's in the house. Carvings by Levi's out there too. So uh, if I missed you, I'm sorry. It means you're not talking enough, and I need to see your your name showing up more. Uh, so keep it going out there. All right. Um, I don't think I have anything other, anything else to talk about as far as housekeeping. Um, as always, if you uh, if you want to help us out, we never ask you for money, but uh, we do need a little extra income every now and then to pay for things like nicer cameras and microphones and stuff like that so uh, if anybody wants to wants to help us out patreon.com slash sandhills shooter or uh we've got a spreadsheet 
page up as well, which I should probably figure out what the web address is to that. But you can go to Spreadshirt and search Sandhills Shooter and come up with some cool stuff out there too. So uh, go check all the fun stuff out. And uh, if you need stickers or if you need uh, refrigerator magnets, things like that, uh, just send me an email, sandhillshooter at gmail.com or hit me on Facebook and uh, we can get you hooked up with all that good stuff. So Edward says hi. He's down below off camera. You can't see him. The big white fluffy cat. All righty. Um, I, I was just going to ask, what exactly is spread shirt? What is that? That I, is, uh, you can get t-shirts and hoodies and hats and mugs and mouse pads and all kinds of stuff that uh, so has the logo on it. It's a merch site. Hmm, okay. It's a merch site where I pretty much just upload my logo hmm. and then stick it on stuff and they just sell it. Everything, man. Baby onesies, uh, uh, aprons. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. I'm serious. But, but bandanas for the dog. Literally yeah. do, yep. bang do they, everything. Do they Tote sell bag. baby onesies in Travis P size? Not yet, but I think that's a good idea. That's a little uh, weird. Wow, I, I just had a visual image that I'm probably uh, gonna yeah, have to take a power drill to bore out of my head. Kind of takes you back to Christmas story with the pink rabbit suit, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> a little Going off the rail head, you know? on a crazy train here, kids. Uh, you know, uh walleye season's coming up. I may need a new speedo that says stand hill shoot. I think that that's not on the spreadshirt site, but it should be. There you, you know, go. we we actually there have a go. trip coming up here uh later on this year uh a trip to jamaica planned and uh the friends that are going with us we've had the discussion have you guys seen that one piece uh sling speedo thing that borat wears uh there's oh, some talk. Yeah. Yeah. you may come up with those i guarantee if we do there's not going to be any photographic proof i do not no. need that out on the no. interwebs the banana <laughs> hammock yeah, says, but, uh, but it goes up and over your shoulder. Shooter on the other. <coughs> yeah, there's no place to write Sandhill Shooter on that thing. On the those straps. Are... On the straps. Uh, no, they're they're skinny. They're like that white. Okay. Could be embroidered in there. I like, don't know. Like, I don't think see that... across the back. Oh. That's probably okay, worse than the one I even the one I just had earlier. So. It's all right, my fault. I got the crazy talk started. All right, so. hey Zach, I'm going to go ahead and um, mute you over there again, so you can go ahead and make all the noise you want. It's all good. There we are. Okay, so, um, all right, here uh, a day or two ago, I was listening to uh, a, a different podcast, and one of the things that came up was uh, how nobody ever talks about de-escalating a situation, and and that's, for, hey, we've got Defense Dad out there. I didn't see you jump in the room, dude. Welcome. Hey, can you hear me this time? I can totally hear you this time. All right. Can everybody else hear him? I can hear him. Loud clear, brother. My wife's over here going, uh-huh. She's plugged into the exact same mic or headphone feed that I am. We have a splitter. So I know you can hear him, honey, because you can hear everything I can hear. <laughs> yep, he's good to go. Oh, uh, I love my wife. <laughs> All righty. Um, but one of the things that nobody ever talks about is how to de-escalate situations. And I think that maybe some more some more talks should be had about this because there are uh, very, very few times where uh, a firearm should ever actually have to be pulled right now. That's why we have it. We have it because if there's no other option, then it's the tool that we use to get us out of a jam or prevent ourselves from getting into a jam, right? That's the whole point of concealed carry and exercising 
our uh, our freedoms to to do so in, in our Second Amendment rights. But if we can avoid having to use that tool, then I think that everybody who legally concealed carries would rather avoid having to use it. And if you would rather pull some pull your gun out and shoot at somebody than get out of that situation, then honestly, I'm here to go on record and say there's something wrong with you. Nobody wants to shoot somebody that is in their right mind. Um, if you're angry or something like that, again, that's not your right mind. So, but the, the issue remains that some people just don't know how to get out of that situation. They, they never can walk away from a fight. They can't back down from anything or they see it as uh, not being a man. If you run away from a fight. So, we have that part of our culture and that part of our, our machismo um, happening on one hand. But on the other hand, there are a lot of situations where it is better to try and, and talk your way or just turn around and walk away or any of those options. Um, if it warrants the situation warrants it literally turn around and run than it is to get into a shooting battle, right? So, uh, and some of us live in a state that requires us to do so in certain situations. Now, I know there are states out there with more freedoms than Nebraska, believe it or not. Believe it or not, there are a lot of states with more freedoms than Nebraska if you look all the way across the board. We do not, we do not have a castle doctrine as such in Nebraska. If you are a licensed concealed carrier, uh, you do not have uh, a duty to retreat in your own home and you do not have a duty to retreat in your workplace. Um, as far as I know, we're, I'm not a lawyer. Nobody in the panel is a lawyer and please do not use this podcast as legal advice, but that's not what we're doing. But to the best of my knowledge, you don't have to run away in your own house or in your workplace, but anywhere else out in public, if you can run away, you are legally obligated to do so in Nebraska. So if you are ever uh, in a courtroom and you're on the witness stand and you are the defendant in a situation like this, then uh, if you had an option to extricate yourself from said situation and you did not take that option, then it's not going to be a good day in court for you. Uh, so if you don't live in a state like this, then good on you. Uh, if you do live in a state like this, then you understand the frustration that, that I have. And Travis and I have discussed that frustration before, uh, in here and in other, other chat rooms. But, um, the first thing I want to talk about is just to get a kind of a general, um, general idea of how everybody feels. I mean, it kind of, and everybody in the panel is, is. Uh, is a man right now, it kind of goes against everything that that we learn as men, right? To to run away from a fight or walk away from a fight. Um, that is not the tough guy thing to do. So first and foremost, I want everybody's opinion on the just the very notion of running from a fight um, or, or backing down or whatever it is, uh, not even with the carry mindset uh, or, or, in a you know, concealed carry situation but just in general am i the only one does anybody else kind of feel like it goes against the grain to do that just in in general on, and on principle um i'll chime in first sure. um I'll, I'll tell you this okay when i was younger i took martial arts 
okay, you know, you learn that and, you know, when you're a kid and you, you think you're all Billy badass, which I'm not, I'll tell you that. Sorry about that. But yeah, I'm, I'm not a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But there was, there was a phrase that, that we learned. It's better to run than to fight. It's better to fight than to die. It's better to hurt than to maim. And it's better to maim than to kill because all life is precious and can never be returned. I had to memorize that. So when I, when I took my concealed carry class, our instructor, oh gosh, well, I've, I've been carrying for about 11 years now. So he was, he was in his sixties at that time. So I don't even know if the guy's still alive, but the one thing that he did teach in our class was how to de-escalate, which means, you know, something, is it really worth getting in a gunfight over? And this, this is, I'm getting back to my point of view. When I did take that class, you know, back then, like you were saying, you're a man, you're not going to back down. You're not going to, you start carrying a gun. You got to think a little different because you have the means to do a lot of harm in a very quick manner. You see where I'm coming from? So to me, I, to me, when I started carrying and I've only been in one situation where I lifted my shirt and put my hand on my gun, the guy didn't see it. And I was with a couple other friends and the situation de-escalated. And I was happy for that because I don't want to shoot anybody. I just, no, I, and it's not the legal part. It's, it's just, you know, there's some people that you really, you know, you look out in the world and see a lot of bad people and think, well, I'd like, to, but in your day-to-day -day life situation, do you really want to deal with that? Do you want to have to deal with that? But last line of defense is it, you were talking about the castle doctrine in Ohio. Um, we don't have the, uh, uh, we have the castle doctrine, but we still don't have the stand your ground. So you, you do have a duty to retreat in certain places, but our castle doctrine also applies to your home, your car, or any place that you are occupying. So in other words, if you're at a friend's house and something happens to where somebody comes in and starts a problem and you know, you're the one there that says, get out, supposedly. They covers that. I don't want to test it, but right. I don't want to test any of those situations. So, right. To well, me, for, for now, though, we'll get into all that part. But for now, I just want everybody's opinion on just the general principle of walking away and turning your back on a fight. Because, um, like I said, it, it just it feels it at first thought, or at first glance, it it feels like um, it's not the right thing to do. It just kind of again, it goes against the grain of everything I learned about being a man. So does anybody else feel differently? Am I the only one that's like this? Uh, what 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 do the rest of you guys think about that? Dude, I agree with you completely, man. With me, it was about defending yourself. You know, you'd use your fist to, if you had to stand up to that bully, if you had to, you know, fight your way out to protect yourself, you'd be a man and do the manly thing. But when you throw the gun in the mix, that totally changes every aspect of it you know that that's again kind of like what ana is saying all that liability that comes along with it now if it's a situation where you're mortally in danger i don't see why any of us wouldn't hesitate to use a firearm if we absolutely had to but now i think as you get a little bit older a little bit wiser you just you're a little more patient about things and you start thinking about the what ifs the liability aspect of it the family aspect of it 
the everything that's going to happen, you know, in one split second, you have those thoughts. Do I really want to take it to this level or should I just be, you know, be the bigger man, take the high road and walk away? So it, do, it does go against the grain of being a man to a point. But what point are you being a man if you pull a gun and shoot somebody with it versus a fist fight or a scuffle or whatever? You know, I mean, it, it kind of takes it to a different level that I don't think was the original intention when you're told to be a man. And there's a difference between being a man and being a patriot, defending your family from mortal danger and brushing off that person that's hassling you or whatever. You know, there's a difference between the two. So sure. Absolutely. All right. What are the, what, uh, what's everybody else think? Yeah. Um, I got, I agree with Travis, uh, to, to a certain point. Um, my dad always said, you better not start a fight, but he said, if it's going to get started, you damn well better finish it. Apologize. Didn't mean to cuss there, but <laughs> it, it's all right. Everybody's like trying. Travis, we know, but like Travis said, once you throw in a gun into the mix, it, it, it just, it changes the whole dynamic. So it, you gotta, you, you gotta rethink the whole situation once you bring in a gun, but yeah, it, it, it kind of goes against the grain a little bit, but at the same time, when you, when you, when you put a firearm into it, 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 it just changes the whole dynamic. Sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 To answer your original question, of course, that's a, that's a very hard thing to do. We don't want to walk away from a fight. You can't show your, your, your tail and walk away. So I'm going to agree with you totally. It's so hard to do as a man. All right. Zach or Shane, do you guys have any different opinions or anything anything else you want to add to to that before yeah. we move along? Yeah, can you hear me? I can, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I don't know. I mean I I grew up maybe a little differently. I I didn't I didn't have a father in my life grow up. It was my grandfather was my male influence to he was a Purple Heart uh World War II veteran. And he taught me, you know, yeah, you're gonna get in fights. But do the best you can to get out of them because I don't care who you are. Even if you win, it still hurts. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's hard to walk away from that kind of stuff. But at a certain point, you got to ask yourself as you grow older: Is it worth it? And like these guys said, now you're throwing a gun into it. Now is it worth going to jail over it? Which is a very real possibility, even if it's justified use of your firearm, you still could visit that jail cell until everything's cleared up. Yep. Very good point. All right, Zach, what do you think? I'm not hearing you. You're not muted. Is he muted on his end? We can't hear you, Zach. Yeah, it doesn't look like you're muted on this end. Maybe that seems to be going around. Every, everybody gets that bug at some point, I think. It's that fast uh, Nebraska internet, you know. That's got to be it. <laughs> Hit it with a hammer. Something about the Pony Express and the Telegraph. I don't know. Yeah, don't get me started on it, internet out this way. <laughs> you, you might have to drop out and come back in, Zach. If, if We'll give that a whirl and see. Um, just re reclick the link that I sent you and see if that gets you back in here better. Um, we'll give him a, a few minutes. Go ahead. I was just going to say the one the one thing you know we're all talking about this. Oh, he's back. Um, can you hear me? Finish. Yeah, we can. Hear now you. we Let can hear you real quick. Uh, the whole yeah. the whole 
walking away from a fight, once you start carrying a gun, you have to put your ego in check. You, you really have to think about your ego as, you know, your, your personal thought of yourself. And you got to put that in check because, you know, there's some situations that you might get into a fight over this or that, but you know something, is it really worth it? And if it escalates, how far is it worth pulling your gun? So that's just, just my, I don't know. I've gotten old and kind of passive at this point. I'm passive to the point where I'm not passive. You know what I mean? When it, when the breaking point, nope, it's over. When it comes to protecting your loved ones, I don't give a shit. I, I don't care if I'm going to jail, I'm going to jail. If I'm protecting my loved ones. Sure. And, and that's, we've had the discussion in here before about the, just the mindset overall, when you decide that you're going to uh, become a, a legal uh, concealed carrier. And again, the, the mindset um, we've talked about, you know, being willing to use that gun, because if, if you don't think you could ever actually pull a trigger on somebody, you really have no business carrying, but we never really got into this end of it. And that's why I wanted to, I wanted to have this discussion tonight because we don't really hear anybody talking about ways to, to not pull that trigger. So, all right, Zach, you're here now. So go ahead and give this another whirl. Yeah. Can you hear me now? You're on. Awesome. Hey, uh, you know, my opinion is with all the gun grabbing and, and the threats going on right now, it, it's hard for me to carry mine personally. I I don't want to be another one of those statistics, you know, where where the media bashes you for for using your firearm if it ha if if you're forced to do it, you know. It, it, it's sad to me that we have to live in this type of world, but you know, if it comes down to it, I would rather try to get away with talking a person out of doing something dumb or, or saying, Hey guys, let's, let's not do this. I, I would rather deescalate myself. That's just my own personal opinion though. I mean, because all life is precious sure. to me. Sure. Absolutely. Now out in the chat, New York outcast is, uh, is saying we, we kill him with this stuff. Uh, a man's a man with or without a gun, uh, New York outcast. If you want to join us, um, I don't think I've got your email, but if anybody, I think there's a few people here in the panel that have your email. So if anybody wants to send New York outcast a link, go ahead and forward that. Uh, and if you want to join us, go ahead and, and, uh, come on in and, and share your opinion. Cause it might not be the same as the rest of us. And that's, we welcome that in here. We want, we want a variety of opinions uh, so that people have, you know, multiple viewpoints to think about when they, uh, when they sign off or when we sign off after this. So, all righty. Um, let me see here. All right. So I think those of us that are in the panel so far, sounds like we all pretty well, pretty well agree. It's, it's, it's not what we were taught and when it, we learned how to be how to be a man but at the same time um you can retrain your brain and i think all of us that do carry have have already been through that process if you are not a concealed carrier or you're not a concealed carrier yet and you're thinking about it um i would venture a guess that that you probably would go through the same process yourself where um 
you know, it, I, like I've said before, when I first started carrying, I, the idea of just being able to, to have a gun with me everywhere I went was cool. Um, but then after I started carrying a gun with me everywhere I went that I legally could do so, um, there, there's a lot more weight than just the physical, you know, pound or two pounds or whatever that, that, uh, firearm weighs. There's a lot more heavy weight than that, that goes along with, with, you know, strapping on a firearm and, and carrying concealed, especially if you do it on a daily basis, or if you're able to, um, we've all kind of felt that those of us that, that know what it feels like to, to carry concealed. So I think it's kind of a natural process for most people. Um, but now the next thought is, um, you know, we get into the, the, the nuance, I guess, or the, the gray areas where some states have stand your ground. Some states don't have stand your ground, but they have castle doctrine. Some states don't have anything. Um, so not only is there a legal aspect to it, but, um, it's kind of like anybody that trains in martial arts. Um, the people that, that train martial arts to learn how to beat people up, they're doing it for the wrong reasons, just like people that get a concealed carry permit so that they can, you know, be Batman or be Paul Kersey or, or whatever you want to, uh, label them They're That's the wrong reason as well. But if you are disciplined in a martial art, then, one of the first things that you're taught the way that I understand it again, I, I don't have any training, but even I know that the martial arts are taught as not something to be used to beat people up, but something to be used so that you don't get beaten up. That's why we, those of us that carry, that's why we carry. It's not because we want to shoot somebody. It's because we don't want anybody harming us or the people that are near us at the time. It's the same way with martial arts. You don't you don't study taekwondo, karate, krav maga, whatever it is, to start a fight. But uh, I don't remember who it was now in the panel. One of you said you were told, don't start a fight. But if you can't get out of a fight, make sure you're the one that ends it. And that's what martial arts training helps you do, right? You end the fight uh, as quickly as possible and... You neutralize that threat or that bully or whatever it is, and that's what firearms do as well. But again, it's only in the absolute last resort um, when we have no other choice. That's why, is it Kevin Dixie's company is called No Other Choice? Because that is when you use your firearm, when you have no yep. other choice. Yep. If, you, if you don't have any other options, it's there. But there are, there's almost always another option. Um, which is why I don't know anybody personally in my day-to-day -day life that has ever actually had to use their gun. I, I know a few people that have pulled their guns a time or two, but I've never actually spoken with anybody that, that got into the situation where they, they had to pull that trigger, uh, to defend themselves or, or their family. And so we know that guns save lives more often than not by never being fired. Just the fact that they're there or just the fact that, that the gun is produced and, uh, and, and not fired. We don't know how many times because those incidents don't get reported very often because people are afraid of getting into trouble. But we do know the, the rough ballpark figure is anywhere between half a million and, and two to two and a half million times a year. And those are, I believe, CDC numbers. Um, incidents where the firearm is actually used to 
defend a life or to thwart a possible crime. So there's, there's gotta be more than 2 million times a year when there's 320 plus million people in a country, there's gotta be more than 2 million times a year that people talk themselves out of a fight. It's gotta be the rule, not the exception. Using that firearm really has got to be the exception. Um, just looking at the sheer numbers, it, I find it highly improbable that it's more often than not that people pull a gun. I find it much more likely that more often than not, people run away, talk themselves out of it, talk somebody down, whatever it is. Um, so I don't really know a whole lot of, of techniques that I can say that, you know, this is what works for me to not get into a fight. Um, I do know this. I do know that for me personally, being willing to be wrong, even if I'm right, being willing to be wrong goes a long way. Um, if I am in a, you know, in a crowded bar here in Nebraska, if you're in a bar, you can't be carrying anyway. But if I'm in a bar, somebody gets riled up. And even if I'm right, if I say, you know what, dude, I'm sorry. I completely misunderstood the situation. I tell you what, what are you drinking? Let me buy you a beer. Let me buy you whatever you're drinking around. Let me get your table around. If it costs me, you know, 20, 30 bucks to get out of a fight, I still think that's money well spent. I'll, I'll go to the bar, you know, pay for a round, go out the door and leave. I'll just not be in that situation anymore. Um, that is me personally. I have kind of learned sometimes that being right isn't always the right thing to be um my wife would argue with that she <laughs> if you asked her she's never seen me not try to be right um but she i've never gotten you the evil eye if she, if she if i i hope she's sitting over there smiling she's her computer face is a direction that i, I can't see her face i can see her computer but but her back's kind of her sides kind of to me so i hope she's smiling but she's not nodding her head she's smiling it's all good <laughs> um what what do the rest of you do if you've ever been in that situation where you had to talk somebody down or talk your way out of something? Um, what works for everybody? And we can go around the horn if we need to, but uh, as long as we don't step on each other, we'll just we'll just let everybody sound off. So the rest of the crew here, what what do you do to get yourself out of that situation? Yeah, see, I I think. Uh there's two things that are super important when it comes to this. And number one is rational detachment. You have to be able to take yourself out of that situation, not get pent up. Um, if somebody might say something nasty to you, don't take it to heart, be able to move on, be able to be the bigger man, uh, be able to be able to have that situation happen and occur and you not be so wrapped up in it that just because a guy flicked you off because you were driving in your vehicle that you've now got to chase him down. Um, you've got to be able to detach yourself from that um, that situation. And the second thing is mitigation. Okay, you see a you see a guy arguing. You see a a person parked in a handicapped spot. Do you think you going up to them, yelling and screaming at them? This is like that Florida situation where that guy uh, went up to a vehicle that was parked in a handicapped situation or handicapped spot, started yelling at the woman. The husband came out of the store, pushed him down. And the guy shot him. I mean, mitigate your situation. Going up to a woman in a vehicle isn't a very smart idea to start screaming at her. Um, don't put yourself in bad situations. So my two things is rational detachment and mitigation. 
that kind of helps you from getting in those in those situations. Very good stuff. Who else has something to, to throw in there? No, oh, I can always throw something in there. Um, yeah, he he's absolutely right. When I watch that video of what happened, I'm like, wrong, wrong, wrong. You did the wrong thing. You wrong, wrong. You know, and, and I understand somebody, you know, arguing, oh, you're in a handicap, but you're not handicapped. Okay, whatever. Are you really willing to get into a shootout over this? What? Oh, uh, yeah. And look, like, look what that guy's going. That guy went to, is going to jail, right? Oh, yeah. He's he's in jail now. Okay. I, I can't remember what he got sentenced to. But yeah, it's like, I, really? Exactly. It's, it's called common sense. Okay. I said earlier, uh, you know, I was a martial artist, yada, yada, when I was younger. I avoided fights. I got in a few and they ended pretty quick because I just knew how to do and I'm I'm not I'm not Billy bad guy or bad, but I won't say it. Um but you start carrying a gun, you have to remember the lethality of it and the consequences, and it is the last resort. Be good, but carry a big stick. The only time you're going to use that big stick and is when there's no other choice. Kevin Dixie quote there. You see what I mean? It, it's like, it's, I don't know, man. It's for me, I've been carrying long enough and it's, it's like, uh, you know, there's been a couple times I don't go to the bars anymore. I, I, I don't want to go to the bars because idiots are at the bars and you know, I'll, I'll just walk away from them and I'm not going to buy them $30 worth of drinks because <laughs> I'll just walk away. But point is, is right. It's like, it's like you, you, you have to get to a mental point in your life where yes, I have this power, but the power is within my control. And if I misuse the power, that's not good. Be good, but carry a big stick. So, right, exactly. Another thing to remember here is all uh, right. Anybody else have anything they want to throw out there? Yeah, uh, I was gonna say you're not, Go ahead, you're not. You're not being a coward if you swallow your pride and walk away, knowing you got the potential to <laughs> take the most most uh, you know lethal action if necessary. You're not. You're you know. Yeah, you're being. In my opinion, you're being the bigger man by walking away and avoiding a confrontation that could end up bad for you your family again, unless it's a, a threat, like a, a threat where they're imminent danger, you have absolutely no way to, or no option to walk away or, you know, yeah. I mean, it's the same. I agree with armament. I agree with, with Duke. I agree with everybody this evening. It's, it, you just gotta, you gotta be a little more conscious about what you say and what you do, be a little more apologetic once in a while, be a little more courteous, be a little more patient with people just because of that tool that you have on you and what you can do with that tool. Absolutely. All right, we have got New York Outcast in the room now. Uh, so, New York Outcast, we're going to let you say hi and and uh, just tell us a little bit about um, you know who you are and if you're doing anything with your channel and as far as any plugs you want to make. And then we'll just give you the floor uh, at the same time to go ahead and chime in on anything we've talked about so far. So we will just give it to you. All right. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. That's a bigger intro than i've ever had or used to <laughs> i guess uh i'm just a guy from new york that enjoys uh 
my second amendment and feel everybody should take advantage of it if they could. Uh, and, uh, basically my, I do have, uh, some reviews, uh, information about like firearm, getting a firearm in New York. There's a few different things on my channel if anybody's interested. Uh, but besides that, my comment earlier, I was just stating, you know, I think, uh, the thing that bugs me with this is everybody basically makes it seem like you just got to run away from situations. And I personally don't feel that's true. I think if all the good people run away from bad situations, a lot of innocent people are going to suffer for it. Um, not that you should instigate problems or go looking for issues or somebody, somebody calls me a racial slur. It's not worth my time to end up sitting in jail because I hit the guy. Like to me, that's not worth it. But if somebody's smacking the crap out of, you know, a lady in a, in a grocery store line, I'm probably going to say something. Well, I'm not probably, I'm going to say something. So uh, I'm not just going to say, Oh, I got a gun. So, Hey, buddy, can you stand up for this lady? Because, you know, I, I shouldn't be involved in this. You know, that's that's my point of it. Um, but definitely mm -hmm. try to avoid, you know, all confrontation if you can. Because whether it's lawyers, whether it's, uh, you know, therapy, or you end up getting sued, you know, you're always paying for it one way or another, in my opinion. Well, dude, I don't think yeah, any of us cool. would hesitate to stop to help somebody that absolutely needed. If we could assess the situation and we knew who the good guy and the bad guy was and, and somebody's life is at stake, we're not going to run away from that. You know, well, but, I, I, I was yeah. just going to say, I, I see somebody beating up an old woman. I'm, I'm going to do something. I mean, really seriously, yeah. I don't care what that old <laughs> woman did. I, what? Oh, yeah, at least let's, yeah. let's, let's try to figure out what's going on here to make sure somebody doesn't end up right. losing their life, you know? Right. Yeah, there's there's a big difference in doing that compared to somebody pulling your gun in the fight. Yeah, somebody bumping into you. Well, what's up, B? You know, and it's like, what? Sorry, dude, I mean to bump you. Not my bad to mean to bump your beer, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah, or someone stole your parking spot. I mean, yeah. does it suck? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I agree. Pulling, all that smaller stuff. There's no, no, the only way I personally pull my gun is to protect my daughter or someone. I I tell you what, my instructor. For my CCW class, he said something that hit a lot of home with me during the class. Like, if you're going to pull that gun, a good rule of thumb might be because, again, you're fairly good chance whether you're in the right or wrong, you're going to jail for a little bit at least, so you're proven innocent. Would you would you give that person a kidney? If so, do you want to stop and think if you're going to pull the gun? I, that kind of hit home with me. I don't know about anybody else. Yeah. No, that's makes some sense. All right. Hey, we've got Ghost Tactical in the house now, who I just invited in to give his two cents worth. So uh, go ahead. If you want to do any channel plugs, help yourself. Uh, there may actually be a few people that haven't yet heard of you. So uh, the last three people in the world are, are here now, maybe. Uh, and then just go ahead and, and chime in with anything you want to say from anything we've discussed so far. Um, thanks for having me. I mean, um, as far as channel plugs, if you want to check me out, great. Um, my biggest thing that I love the conversation is one of my biggest missions is concealed carry. And, and we all understand that it, I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said already, so I'm not reinventing the wheel. But 
you know, if you're going to make that conscious decision to carry a gun and people are saying it in the panel and in the chat earlier is you've got to put your ego aside. You have to understand that the decision to carry a gun is bigger than you. We're trying to not only help protect society, but we're also trying to put our best foot forward as what gun people are. So if you're one of those people who are going to carry a gun just because you're going to feel tough now, then we don't want you carrying a gun. We want responsible people that are going to use a gun as a last you know, ditch effort. And sometimes, I hate to say this, guys, but sometimes it's easier and it's probably better to get your tail whipped than it is to draw that gun. Yeah, I can understand the concept that you're that you're meaning there. Um, while I've got everybody here, I, I want to get everyone's opinion on this idea too, because I know that a lot of the time when when a state is considering adopting a stand your ground law, the one of the biggest things that I hear the opponents of such a law come up with is well, as soon as we adopt stand your ground, we're going to have a whole bunch of people that think they're Batman and we're going to have people pulling their gun and shooting people over that, you know, that parking space argument or, you know, getting bumped into or, or whatever is the case. Now we all know the opposite, but as far as just the very notion that, um, stand your ground is going to turn into, you know, a whole bunch of vigilantes with guns. Uh, what do you say to people like that when, when, uh, you know, they're like, well, we don't want that in our state because of this. But don't all talk at say, once. Hey man, I would say, uh, look at the numbers. How many of these states have those laws and how many incidents do you really have out of the total number of, concealed carriers how many people actually truly get themselves in trouble for unlawfully standing their ground what are what are the what are the because you know statistics get thrown on us gun owners all the time let's throw some statistics back right 99.99 percent of people over so many years don't ever pull it or use it yet they have a standard ground law you know mm -hmm. um yeah. i was i was gonna jump in and say um you know it's funny you know, everybody argues this argument of, oh, wherever, you know, constitute, it doesn't matter, concealed carry. Oh, it's going to be the old West and gunfire in the streets. Who was it that said that an armed society is a polite society? When you realize that, John, if I seen you tomorrow and never met you, do I know you're carrying a gun? Hell no. Do you have the right to do it? Yes, you do. Which means you could shoot me if I'm an idiot. You see what I mean? So to me, this whole, oh, there's going to be shooting this and all constant. No, uh -uh. they got it totally backwards because when this country was founded, everybody had guns. Sure. And I think that, um, and I've heard that quote a lot. We, we all have heard that quote a lot. I'm sure that an armed society is a polite society. And I can't tell you who, who was the original one to say it, but a, a different way that I've seen that written or, or heard it said is that society is safer when criminals don't know who's armed. So when, when it could be anybody, when it's not only the police that are allowed to have the guns, when civilians have that option, then criminals think twice before they start something because, you know, that little old lady on the motorized uh, scooter, she may still be packing. She might not be an easy target. And you don't know when concealed carry is an option. 
you don't know who's dangerous and who's not. So the smart move is to pass them up, right? And that is, I think, the point that all of us want to get our state to um, is that, uh, you know, whether or not we live in it, because I know New York Outcast, obviously in New York, you don't you don't have a free state like Nebraska, which I just complained we're not free, but it would be great if everybody, including in New York City, had the option of concealed carrying and muggers would think twice because, you know, that switchblade isn't going to be much in the face of even a little snub nose 38 that granny's carrying in her purse. And it really is a great equalizer, right? So um, that's one of the things that 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 means that the armed society is a polite society, but let's go back to, I always get off on these tangents here. Let's hey, go I, back to the real quick. I'm yeah. Sorry. Jump in. Sorry. Well, yeah. I just wanted to, you know, the, the, the interesting thing about the stand your ground laws and let's take it a step further. It replaces a duty to retreat. And basically what the duty to retreat law is, is it makes you defensive. It puts the power to the criminal. If you mm-hmm. have a duty, they're not going to retreat. But now it's my duty to retreat. So you're putting me in a position that I am a victim already before anything else happens. So what stay in the ground really is great is it allows you to protect yourself and not have to retreat from someone who doesn't care about that law. That's well, you a know, great so- way to say it. And I wish I wish every lawmaker who uh, is against stand your ground could hear you say those words right there. That was amazing. Hey, I just heard it. I was just going to say, Ghost, you hit the nail on the head. You know why? Because laws apply to law-abiding people. Do you think the criminals care? Nope. No. In fact, if uh, if criminals could, if criminals were the only people that voted, we wouldn't have any gun freedoms because they don't care about the law. They're going to go ahead and have their guns. But if they could take them away from everybody who's law-abiding, their job gets a lot easier. Yeah. Job being committing crimes. I mean, obviously. Crime doesn't pay, but sometimes it actually does. And those people keep pushing their luck and keep committing those crimes. And until they run into somebody who can decisively say no more, they just keep keep committing those crimes. Okay, so so getting back to the topic of the de-escalation, because we've got a few new voices in here now. So um, what are some great ways to try and de-escalate or maybe we're not to the point where we have stand your ground we're in a state that we still legally are required to to try and escape so it's good to know some techniques it's good to know some ways to try and if not run away physically at least get out of a jam without using our firearm so does any um any of you that that just joined uh robber or or ghost um do you have anything you want to add in there as far as actual ways to, to try and talk somebody down or, or get out of a tight spot? So I kind of let ghosts go, but I'll, I'll jump in here. Um, sure. My state is one of the states where basically you have to try to get away or retreat if possible. So uh, that obviously makes defense more, more challenging than in some areas. Um, but I would state, you know, on a day-to-day, it's not uncommon for people to, to flip out or uh, 
flip you off, try to cut you off in line at the store, double park in front of you while you're staring right at them like, hey, and then they just get out of the car and walk away. Like, you know, this stuff happens quite often here. And uh, I'll be honest, I struggle not saying something sometimes. Um, but when things do come up, uh, I, I really don't couldn't tell you the, the perfect words of state, but, um, you know, I usually try to point out you know like you, you know i don't know i guess that's not a good example so yeah. uh <laughs> I was gonna, yeah yeah usually it's a back and forth a little bit but you know try to make the point that i'd really just rather just get out of here or whatever the case may be you know what i mean so i you know i try not to it's not worth my time even if i'm right to have to discuss it and end up in jail stupidity half the time with some of the stuff I see so uh, hopefully Ghost has a better answer for you but I would just say it depends on the situation and the person you're dealing with sometimes people are just straight unreasonable um, in that case I would just try to hopefully other people are watching so you have a witness if you do get attacked and have to defend yourself um, but try to get distance and you know to me that's depending on the situation, the best thing is just try to gain more distance so distance and witnesses. So if it does go bad, at least, uh, you know, hopefully everybody doesn't leave and leave you stuck there getting pulled out and cost later. So, Hey Rob, you, you actually live in New York city or where, where do you live up there, Bob? No, I'm uh, like central New York. So uh, we're, we're allowed, you know, if, if you, Hop through all the hoops and everything. You can get a pistol permit, um, right, but right. you are right. still still your duty to to retreat. Um, basically, no. I I, I I didn't know if you lived in New York, big city, or where you no, live because no. there's there's a lot of little cities like mine in Ohio in New York. I just I was just curious. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I know I know New York laws are yeah yeah. And still a, an urban area. There's a lot of drugs, a lot of crime. Uh, they moved out the handicapped people for uh, drug rehab, I think, because the state gets more money for it. So basically, things were bad, and now things have just gotten even worse in our area to the point where you hear sirens pretty much nonstop. There's, there's, you know, dead, dead body. Two dead bodies were found, I think, last week. So things, you know, it's all the time around here. So probably a higher risk of uh, altercations. I mean, here an old lady will curse you out and threaten to kill you if you look at her wrong sometimes. So, But not everybody. Don't get me wrong. But what? You said, an, is, old, uh, you said an old lady? Percentage of people that are <laughs> wacko. <laughs> an old lady? Uh, speaking of oh, this, yeah. uh, uh, we, I we see people screaming, fighting in the streets, kicking cars. Uh, just the other day, I almost got video of it. I was trying to. I was in. Did, did one of them blow their horn and, and say, "Look, I'm driving here"? <laughs> uh, well, they get upset about something, just run out the house and start kicking cars in the street. And you know, wow. what are you what are you supposed to do? They're kicking brand new cars. You know, it's that amazing, that tells man. me people in New York have other issues that are uh oh yeah there's a lot of not only that they are not afraid of somebody pulling a gun out of that car and and leveling no, at them because they, they'll they're assuming that you're a law-abiding citizen in that car and you don't have a gun uh, not many people legally carry guns here um 
so people are real quick to, to jump in your face about anything i mean literally anything so uh there was people close to me or uh older gentleman 70 years old and his 40 year old daughter were getting out of a vehicle the guy said hello to a group of teenagers that were all girls and they ended up beating a guy he was hospitalized almost died and beat the girl pretty well through the hospitalization okay okay what's (laughs) what's wrong with this this picture what's wrong with this picture Oh yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. crazy. I mean, just because the guy said hi. I mean, this is, you know, some people are unreasonable. That's what I mean. If you try to negotiate out of every little thing, depending where you are, you might end up being a victim. Um, so, you, you, you know. And that's, that's a very good point there because is, sometimes there, there are no magic words, right? Sometimes you yeah. don't have that other choice of, of de-escalating. Sometimes it's just it is what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately gotta, and and it, honestly, you know you would rather it's not that way but they're coming sure. at you either way so he, he, rob makes a great point it depends on where you're at now in our little society no matter where we live where rob lives i don't want to live there my god people what okay for, okay in other words where <laughs> we live in our society we're polite we do this we do that you get into certain societies you could try and be as polite as you want and you're gonna get pummeled mm-hmm. so yep, you absolutely. know the, the whole the whole de-escalation thing when you look at it it's like yes you want to de-escalate it and just go okay I'd, I'd rather not but you might not have a choice yep all right ghost do you have anything you want to throw in there as far as the actual de-escalation uh side of things i mean this is probably not gonna be the most popular answer and <laughs> don't care it's okay bring it on yell at me or not i don't care um run get the hell away i mean honestly the best way to de-escalate is get is remove yourself from that situation there's also something Distance. that you can remember as there are other means of protecting yourself that are not lethal pepper spray a flashlight if you if someone's in your face and you shine a bright ass flashlight in their eyes they're going to look away for a second. That gives you time to leave. Once again, Stroll it comes them. down to, do you want to be the Billy bad bro, or do you want to live to see another day with your family? And it might sound wimpy, and you can call me wimpy all you want. I really don't care. But I'm going to try to get out of that situation if, if at all possible. Well, and that's ultimately what I want to um, try and convey tonight overall is, you know, yeah, we were told one thing as we were growing up, and no matter who taught us how to be a man, I think for the most part, we all learned that, you know, being a wimp is bad and being tough is good, right? But I'm here to tell you that if, especially if you're armed with a firearm, um, or if you're armed with knowledge on how to defend yourself with your hands and your feet, whatever it is, being thought a wimp and staying out of jail and not shooting somebody, I'll take that every day of the week over having to pull the trigger. I really will. And I think that that takes a special level of toughness. I think that it's just like a man crying in public. A man that's willing to cry in public isn't necessarily uh, a sissy. That might be the toughest SOB you ever laid eyes on, and he could care less what you think. And that's where we've all got to get. We've got to get to where... We all care less what you think about our choices because you weren't in that situation. 
we are. And if you're, if you're stuck in that situation and you're going to do something that seems wimpy. Um, now I'm not talking about, you know, if you've got your spouse or your kid or somebody else with you that, you know, you throw, you throw your daughter physically, uh, between you and the threat. Yeah, that's wimpy. Okay. Um, and sometimes the duty to retreat isn't, isn't always an option if it's not just you. Um, if you've got, you know, your, your wife and, and kids and you can't get everybody to safety, then again, your options get limited real quick, right? There are so many scenarios that can play into this, but if you have a chance to lose face instead of shoot somebody and as concealed carriers, we know we're going to shoot to end the threat. That usually means that somebody's going to die. Uh, not always, and Lord willing, the, if the threat ends without loss of life, or they can be, you know, uh, patched up in a hospital or whatever. But the the option is very real that that a life may be taken, and if you can avoid that, isn't it worth it being thought to be a sissy when you yourself have the peace of mind knowing better? You know you're not a sissy. You know you made the best choice. World be damned. Who cares what they think, right? <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to say this, brother. I'm going to say this. We mentioned it earlier. Um, protecting my butt. Yeah, I'll de-escalate and get out of it. Or what, Protecting family, loved ones, friends, whatever. You you try to de-escalate. But if it comes down to it, I, I'm, I, I'll, I'll get away from it on my personal, personal level. Like, yeah, you know, I don't need this. But if it comes down to protecting loved ones, I don't care. I it it goes out the window. You know what I mean? I think mm -hmm. that we're all going to put that scenario in a different light. I mean, I can handle myself with anybody, but I also know that is is stuff that I know. There's always someone out there that's bigger, badder, whatever. But when it comes down to it, like I said, I would rather go fisticuffs with somebody and get my tail whipped and live another day than have to worry about what's going to happen to myself or my family if I pull that trigger. Now, if they come at me with a deadly uh, weapon and my life or my family's life is threatened, I have absolutely zero problem drawing and pulling that trigger. But we go back to the whole responsibility side again, is we have to understand what a deadly threat mm -hmm. is. The society that we live in doesn't always mean it's a deadly threat. Getting your tail whooped is not a deadly threat. It's not imminent danger. If you're being threatened by a weapon of some sort or your family is, by all means, do what you got to do. But sometimes the right decision is the hardest decision to make, and that's to do nothing or to be prepared to get your tail whipped. And that's okay. That's not being a wimp. That's being smart. And sometimes life just hands you the butt whipping, right? It's, it's I've had unavoidable my butt at times. Many times it's going to happen again. Well, I'm not too old now. Hopefully I'm not too many fights at my age. But when I was younger, yeah, I've been in a ton of fights. I've had my butt whipped. And it's okay. I've lived on. It doesn't change. You have to be relatively confident in yourself to know that regardless if I win or lose a fight, that doesn't change who I am, you know? 
pro- problem right. at my age, Ghost, is uh, I'm getting to the point. I got osteoarthritis and some other problems. I can't. Yeah, but, you're old, but you're old as hell, man. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't strap like I used to. Like I said, I was in the martial arts and all that. And, oh, yeah, that's great. And I used to do this. Dude, I cannot physically do. So to me, the gun's the equalizer. And honestly, I probably could do some of the things I used to do. But afterwards, I'd be going, even I didn't get my butt kicked, I'd be telling the EMTs to take me to the hospital because I'm in pain. Yeah. Anyway. Well, the, there's no shame in walking away from a fight to to not get a broken hip, double A. So I get it. Uh, I just like to put a little warning out there that, you know, a simple fight can get ugly pretty quick, too. So uh, I'm not saying you should discourage from it, but I know from well, first, well, yeah, yeah, it was, that, was, that was a juvenile, it doesn't matter. But I, I ended up getting in a fight and the kid's back got broken and he had to be airlifted and he can walk now from Ouch. what I've heard, but that was not my intention at all. But that's what happened. So you know, things can happen. Yeah, and not to make light of that, not to make (laughs) light of that, but people people can carry tridents apparently in fights. So you know, Anchorman can prove that it can escalate quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just, I don't, yeah, I don't. Well, in some states, nunchucks are legal. But I'm just stating, um, you know, you may not realize what you're doing as you're doing it. So um, good point. Try to avoid it if you can. Very good point. And you know, to get off on a on a side tangent side tangent just a little bit, um, when it comes to even just just fighting, because you know, we all know that one person or maybe more than one person that's always talking tough, you know, and they've been in all these fights or whatever. And if anybody starts something with me, I don't need a gun, you know, just there's gonna be two hits. I'm gonna hit them and they're gonna hit the ground and you know, whatever. And uh <laughs> to to paraphrase the great Clint Smith. <laughs> You know, he, he's, he said that he doesn't care about pro, you know, professional sports or, or wrestling or any of that, but he has an appreciation for UFC and, and MMA fighting, not because he cares anything about the fighting part, but because it has gone a long way to being an example when he says, uh, if you're going to get into a fist fight, uh, and you think you're going to end it with one hit, no, you're not. And you're going to be rolling around down in the mud with somebody. And after 30 seconds, you're going to be out of gas. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to end the way you think unless, you know, look at the UFC fighters. They are in peak physical condition and they go, what, two, three minutes in a round. And some of them can't even get through a round before they're completely gassed. And these are the people that are in the best shape of their life. Uh, I don't know about everybody on the panel or out in the chat, but I can tell you right now, the shape that I'm in is called round. And if those guys can only go (laughs) half a minute to a minute rolling around in the dirt, then I've got five to 10 seconds before I'm out of gas. So that all comes into play, right? Um, there's There's a distinct difference in knowing your limitations too. So know what you can do know what you can't do every situation is obviously going to be different because if you're alone versus if you're with one person or if you're with your whole family or whatever is the case um the way that you handle yourself is going to is going to be fluid right it's going to change with the situation but um just understand that anybody that thinks they really are you know billy ba out there that that's super tough guy um if if those guys that get paid 
to to wrestle in an octagon for a living and that's where they make their money if they can't go more than a couple minutes straight without taking a break what makes you think you can so it's not really pertains to the topic tonight but made me think of what clint always says you know the that's the best part about ufc is it really does show people the truth about what it's like to to roll around in the dirt with somebody you're you're not going to be able to do that very long. You better have a plan to end that fight quick um, or, yeah, or stay gonna, out of it. I, I was going to say the same thing, man. You watch them, guys. They're athletes. And, you know, I said I studied the martial arts when I was young and all oh, this and that. And the, the one thing that I hope comes back is brain and muscle memory that if I ever do get in a confrontation, I remember the the good moves that stop something and – if they do, I'm. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to get my butt kicked. <laughs> I, those I guys remember are this. If you ever, you don't, it. Yeah. If, I'm, if you're I'm, ever in a fight, remember. Remember one thing: there are no rules. There is no. There's nothing exactly. that says you can't kick someone in the groin. You can't gouge their eyes. You can't throat punch them. I promise you, if you hit someone in the bridge of the nose or you throat punch them, they're going to be hurt. I guarantee it. A uh, ghost. Everyone, how about how about, how about the uh, everyone... the knee crush? Crush the knee. <laughs> sweep oh. the leg. Sweep the leg. No, the it's not. No, no. Sweeping the legs just okay, not. Okay, Daniel. I just cried, kid. Man, I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> no, when you Duke, you had kick, something you were going to say there. Kick. Okay. Yeah. Everyone's got a plan until they get hit in the nose. Exactly. <laughs> Wasn't that what uh, uh, Mike Tyson <laughs> said? Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't even think after getting punched in the face by him but yeah yeah i i well <laughs> even at his old age he'd still punch me and it hurt oh yeah i uh, just find something to ram their head into just watch your ears guys watch your ears oh yeah oh mike mikey likes the taste of ears <laughs> Yeah, there's not enough money in the world to get me to get in the round, get in the ring with Tyson. So, shoot, I would. I'd jump in there, run sorry, around sorry. like an idiot, let him knock me out, and collect that payday, boy. <laughs> well, if all I got was a concussion out of the deal, fine. But I want to get out of the ring with every bit of my body that I got in there with, other than some blood and sweat, maybe. Oh, okay. Probably, so who am I kidding? You won't I'd pee myself. Anything. Don't worry about it. It's right. I. I'd pee myself. It, it's it would be embarrassing. So so would you get in there with uh, Lucille? You know Lucille barbed wire wrap bat. And Lucille ball. I, I, oh, Lucille from Walking Dead. Lucille. No. Lucille. Yes, the Lucille. No, that's not sportsmanlike. All right. Um. I think okay. we're going to wrap it up. Does anybody have anything else they want to throw out there as far as de-escalation or trying to get out of a situation before you get into a situation? Um, we've talked about the situational awareness. We've talked about the concealed carry mindset as far as being able to, to even pull that trigger. But again, like I said, we, we haven't had that many discussions. Uh, I haven't been in that many, and I haven't found that many online discussions of how to, how to go from, you know, up here down to here um with everybody's emotions and, and everything else and just everybody just calm down and back away um so that is something that is very real it doesn't make you less of a man in fact if you're willing to do that in the sake of um you know preventing a shooting and 
think of it this way. You're probably saving the other person's life, right? Um, so it, in that sense, it seems pretty noble. It doesn't seem to be unmanly at all. Um, does anybody else have anything else they want to throw out there before we start to uh, make our final comments and, and channel plugs and whatnot and wrap it up? I got, I got one yeah. little thing. Go for it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, honestly, we've been talking about de-escalation. We've been talking about situational awareness. You said something earlier about people carrying. You don't know who's carrying a gun. You also don't know. This day and age, let's be real. You don't know who's a freaking whack job in the room. Mm -hmm. So assume there's one or two in the room and, and carry yourself accordingly is what I would say. That, that makes me think a comment that I forgot to uh, mention out there in the chat. Patriot in the Dark had said, uh, and I, I lost the comment, it's, it's moved on, but Patriot had said something about uh, act like you're nuts and just have a conversation with all the invisible people around con trying to convince them not to, you know, not to kick the, the dude's butt. And uh, that, was, that was pretty good advice. I thought if they think you're nuts, I also had a guy one time tell me that he's never been in a fist fight. If it, if it ever starts, the first thing he does is, is shuck off his britches and stand there in his underwear and nobody wants to fight a man in his underwear. So he, he's always uh, gotten out of fights that way, which, is bizarre, but whatever works. Whatever oh, that works, works all the time. Hey, that that that's yeah, that's that's on the bizarre me bizarre. <laughs> what the but it's true. I don't want to, you know, dude takes his pants off and puts that his dudes true. up. Like I don't want to mix it up with the dude in his tidy whiteies. That. <laughs> that's actually good. I, I was, I was, I was right just now, say we... most people see that and just kick the guy in his nards and <laughs> what? say right now we all have an ex a pretty easy excuse uh you just got to start coughing and say you just yeah. got back from italy and we're on your way to the hospital oh god yeah. pretty sure everybody's <laughs> gonna leave you alone there you <laughs> go. felt good since i got back from china yeah <laughs> want to share a kleenex <laughs> <laughs> nice all right anybody else have anything they want to kick in there yeah uh something quick uh something go ahead pat uh, uh used to race back in the day and uh you know uh some of you guys may know that sometimes uh after pit stuff after a race can get a little uh hairy down there um went and uh won the race uh was running second and guy blew a tire on the very last lap he running this exact same line he comes down hits us okay whatever we win the race we get in the pits, and uh, when I always went to the racetrack, I always had a firearm in the truck, just you know, just in case, you know, late at night if you happen to break down, whatever. Anyway, I go over to the guys that blew the tire and got second behind us, and I go to tell them, you know, you know, hey, sorry for your bad luck, you know, and he starts accusing, and these guys are big. And I'm only like uh, 5'11", like 145. And these guys are like 200, and the other guy's 250. And I just go over there to tell them, you know, good race. And they, they almost had me pinned up clear back on their trailer at that time. And I was like, okay, I'm about ready to get my butt kicked. Do I, do I just sit here and let them vent it out? And get everything off of their chest that they need to? Or do I just run back to the truck, 
and just wait if something bad happens. And I was like, no, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to wait until they vent it out until I can get a word in. And they wouldn't hardly let me get a word in, but I just kept thinking, you know, because my truck's only 15 feet away. And I was like, no, I'm just going to let them vent it out. And finally, I just, I turned, I walked away and the one guy went to grab for me. And that's kind of when I accelerated and I just turned around and I was like, okay, okay, just, and he, he backed off. But later, this was kind of a turnaround. He came back over and just because I blew him off and just was like, okay, you know, whatever, I'm just walking away. He went back, looked at the video, and he was like, and I actually, he actually came back over and apologized. So I think, cool. I think there's something to be said for situations kind of like that or in that realm. Just if somebody's got a beef with you, just let them vent it out. Just let them blow the steam off. And then just walk away. Just remember, it's not what they call you. It's what you answer to that matters. Well, my 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 point is this: is you know something you you did the right thing. You let them vent. They they didn't strike you. They didn't get physical. They did not try to harm you. I know you were going okay. Should I retreat and get? Which mine's on me all the time. But I I get what you're saying about um yeah. Let them vent. Let them and at at the end of the situation, everybody done arguing their point and can we walk away and nobody got harmed yeah yeah not no, exactly and that that's what kept running through my mind it's like do i just run now back to my truck and usually i, I i'm always carrying but i was still in my fire suit <laughs> so i didn't you know i can't carry the gun in my race car or anything like that well why not i would but you know that's just me (laughs) well i think there's actually something in the uh liability clause that you have to sign that there is no firearms or booze or anything like that in your race car (laughs) if i remember if if you if you mount the the machine guns on the fenders you could have the death race right so well yeah oh yeah i like that at times All right. Well, we are going to wrap things up here. So uh, we'll let everybody have some some final thoughts and any channel plugs or anything they want to do. So uh, we will just start here uh, on my screen. I've got Zach first. So Zach, we're going to let you say goodnight. Anything you want to add before we go? Now is the time. And thanks for being here with us. Yeah, you guys still hear me. I don't have my headset on. You're good. You're good. Uh, yeah, I think, I think tuck tail and run. I think that's the best best option i mean i i know i always look for a place even walking into walmart i always look see which aisles the the clear aisle in case something goes down i mean especially living alongside the interstate it's i don't know (laughs) it's it's scary the world we live in now we have to worry about these things and you know laws don't protect guys like us that that live by the law and and follow the rules the laws protect the guys that don't care. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I think, I think tuck and tail and running is, is 
if you have that choice, I think that's the only way to go. I mean, I may sound like a sissy, but I'd rather get out of there. I, I want to go home and see my wife and kids, you know? Absolutely. That's, that's just my opinion. And and for those of you who who don't know, Zach is a saddle maker out in the you know one of the original cow towns, Ogallala, Nebraska. So uh, this is this is the cowboy mentality too that we've got to get around. Um, it it is you know it, it goes back to the title of this show. A good fight is better. A, a good run is better than a bad fight almost any day. So I know it, it does. It sometimes it, it rubs us the wrong way, but. Getting home to see your wife and kids, isn't that what it should all be about? Not being right, not being the, the tougher guy always or, or whatever, especially when it comes to, you know, when you mix a firearm in there, everything changes. And like I said, if you back down, yeah, you probably saved a life. So, yeah, Good. I mean, you know, I, I learned quite a bit, you know, at, at our firearms hearing on the 24th, on the 21st of February, you know, when, when all the anti-gunners showed up there. I thought, wow, this this is. I I thought there was going to be a lot more of them than there was, so I I was mentally preparing myself. You know, on the four hour trip to Lincoln, mm-hmm. I was preparing myself. I seen, I've seen videos of it. You know, I I was expecting the Antifa crowd and stuff like that, and you know, when when that actually happened and they started calling us the names they were calling us, I was like, oh man. What do we do? I've got 400 people behind me. <clears throat> there is no way out of this building. And, you know, it, it ended pretty good, but it, it is just easier to keep your mouth shut sometimes and, yeah. and soak in. I mean, I, I think what they do, the pictures and the videos I've got, you know, uh, all of us Second Amendment supporters stood there with our mouths shut and you know, the anti-gunners were blasting off at the mouth, flipping us off, calling us all sorts of names. You know, it, it was it was kind of neat. I mean, just to show our professionalism and how unprofessional they were. That, that's just my opinion, though. That's yeah, also kind of shows maturity. They're sitting there whining, crying, making a scene, and you guys are standing strong and firm, so not taking the bait. Uh, that's good. I'm glad you, you made it out to an event and uh, weren't intimidated away. And, and it really went pretty smoothly overall in Lincoln that day. So, Zach, Thank thanks you. for everything. Good stuff from you. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll uh, get you involved here in weeks to come, too. So, yeah. All right. Stay tuned. We're- we will move over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As soon as we get dates locked in, man, Zach is on the same committee that I'm on for planning, uh, planning the rally. There's a bunch of us that are uh, involved with this rally coming up in Lincoln later this spring. Can't tell you when, but it will be sometime between Memorial Day and, and Independence Day. I can tell you that much, hopefully. But uh, we're still working on getting some stuff done. It's not a fast process, it turns out. So uh, once we know the dates, those will get locked in and we can tell everybody what's happening. And I, I can keep you all uh, uh, updated as, as things happen in the, in the planning. So, But that is still in the works. It is coming up. So stay tuned for more details. And, and Zach, thanks yep, for all your help time. and everything that you're doing on that. Thanks for having me. All right. Yeah, you bet. Uh, we're going to move over to Ghost and let you have any final thoughts before we roll out. Well, thanks for having me. Great conversation as always. 
Um, get out there and shoot. Be more proficient with your firearm. Take someone new to the range and, and provide them a safe, fun first experience. We all remember that first time we pulled trigger, the adrenaline rush. Let's provide that to someone who may be our enemy that may someday become our ally because we put them in a fun, safe environment. So uh, get out there to the range and uh, appreciate you having me, Ben. Yeah, you bet. And amen to what you said. All right, New York Outcast, thanks for coming in and, and offering some other perspective. No problem. Thanks for allowing me in. I appreciate uh, being able to have the opportunity. So uh, all I would say is everybody uh, have, a, have a great night. Be safe. Uh, you know, stay alert, stay alive. So Absolutely. And before I forget, Blitz dropped a super chat out there. He uh, says, stay safe, stay strapped, and stay sexy. So uh, the first two apply to both of us in here. The sexy part, we all know he ain't talking about me. So I know that one is directed towards uh, my lovely bride over here. And all of you sexy people out there that are that are in the panel and listening to all of you stay sexy. All right. Defense Dad, thanks for coming in and hanging out with us again. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Uh, it was a good chat tonight. Um, what's that? Oh, I was just say you bet. Yeah, no, I I think it went well. I kind of I, I like hearing everybody's opinions on it. Um, you know, I, like I said earlier, the, the reality this is the world's kind of nuts right now. You don't you don't you have no clue who's going to go off nuts on you. So, that, which is partly the reason we all carry. Um, but you also about the de-escalation part. Of it, like for example, I work in a place I'm not actually able to carry my gun during the day. So you can't always rely on that. So just be very aware of the people around you and if at all possible, get away from that stuff. But other than that, yeah, I, I agree with the, you know, take someone new to the range. I'm teaching my daughter to shoot. We're having a heck of a good time with it and hope you guys all can too. You bet. And those of you that have not yet, go over to Defense Dad on YouTube and check out his channel. Uh, he's got a unique perspective. He's learning how to become a gun guy and a gun dad at the same time. And uh, I, I like the way that uh, I like the way that you're doing those videos over there. It's, it's good stuff. Thanks. You bet. All right, Double A. Thanks for keeping it lively as always. Oh, I try. You know me. <laughs> I I I have a problem of shutting up but i try to be you know the chat etiquette uh thanks for having me john um yeah i was I, I had fun hanging out with everybody on the panel i know half of them you know what i'm saying but uh the point of views very interesting talk um and in talking about your, your duty to retreat or you know de-escalating and rob made a good point man you know something where you live depends on how you're going to de-escalate because you could be in a situation where you're trying to de-escalate and then people don't give a crap. They're still going to attack you. So yeah, it's a fine line, but I, I will revert back, fine to, line. revert back to the armed society, polite society. When everybody's armed, do you know who's got a gun? Do you know? And I'll tell you this don't get in a knife fight man if you're gonna get in a knife fight you better have <laughs> your gun out really quick because oh you're gonna get cut <laughs> yep that's but, bad that's bad yes um but anyway uh yeah thanks for having me man check check me out on youtube our channel on youtube i think i'm on twitter and the, it doesn't matter but <laughs> anyway man it doesn't yeah, matter thanks for being here 
All righty, Travis. Thanks for thanks for coming in here and hanging out again. Yeah, no problem, man. This is a great topic. You know, we make a lot of of you know pro two A videos and and fought gun this and gun that video, but it is important to remember that walking away is sometimes uh, the better choice. You know, you got to think about those long term ramifications. Great topic, and everybody watching here this evening, subscribe to everybody on the on the channel if they got content. It's definitely worth checking out. So, thanks for the invite, man. I appreciate it. You betcha. Thanks for being here. All right, Duke Liberty. Is that you, John Wayne? Is this me? <laughs> Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. <laughs> ah, little Have a good night. <laughs> Thanks for coming and hanging out with us. All right. Last but certainly certainly not least, we've got Pat Hirsch over there in the corner on my screen. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Um, there's definitely a good conversation tonight. Um, definitely different points of views. Uh, really liked it. And uh, I guess if there's one little plug I have to put out there, um, it's, yeah, definitely go check out Defense Dad. Uh, he's got a uh, shotgun video with some of the uh, kind of budget stuff that he put on there. Anyway, I won't spoil it anymore, but really <laughs> liked it. And I'll definitely be getting one of those pieces of equipment for mine since he brought it up. And, uh, yeah, just everybody keep your head on a swivel and uh, carry your gun. You betcha. You betcha. All right. And then we had a lively chat. We had some new faces and new new names out there this week and uh, a few that are not new anymore, but uh, we haven't uh, we haven't seen you too much. So it, it's always good to, to see some the all the usual suspects and, and also some new faces and new names out there as well in the chat. So again, if you were watching and you didn't comment, uh, we didn't know you were watching. And so we don't get to say your name or say hi to you. But uh, tonight on the list, we had Kingpin, Jay Brown, Double A, Carvings by Levi, Gun Loving Grandpa, Morlock, 10X Shooters, Blitz. Again, Blitz, thanks for that super chat. We appreciate you. Uh, G23, SS Pawn, New York Outcast, Ghost Tactical, Schofield 63, Midnight Range TM, George Washington, Sean Callanan, Patriot in the Dark, Ohio 45 ACP, Travis P11, Seven Wonders, Blue Steel 44, Justin Gibbons, Tim Donahue, uh, didn't see you before, but I know that Tim came over from the Facebook side and joined us, so uh, as so many of you have, I love seeing the cross-pollination. They say it can't be done, but we prove them wrong every week, so Tim, thanks for being here, and we hope you join us every week moving forward mystic guns m gabriel jorge cortez kinky sphincter the poor conservative mike budget guns and gear reviews ozzy osborne consolidated 1776 guy that comments idaho rogers usmc net flutter and defense dad <gasps> Whew, it's a big list so on behalf of Zach and Ghost and New York Outcast, Defense Dad, Double A, Travis, Duke, Pat, Sandhill Sweetheart, and myself. Thank you to everybody that was watching. We love you. We don't have a channel. We don't have a Facebook page without your support. So uh, thanks for doing this. Please share the link to the video with everybody. Uh, I would love to see this get to where we've got a few hundred people every week watching. That'd be cool. Uh, if it gets bigger than that, even better but i i just i i love the fact that there's more and more people supporting us all the time and that we're growing and that there's actually people out there that give you know give a crap what i have to say and, and think that 
my rantings make some sense. So I think they make great sense, but not everybody would necessarily think that. So, hey, Tim's out there with a super chat. Uh, he says, you'll try. Thanks for what we're doing. Thanks for making it possible. It doesn't do any good if we just come in here and talk to ourselves. So without everybody out there in that chat and all of you listening uh, live and all of you listening on the replay, it doesn't make any difference without you. It doesn't go anywhere. So thanks for giving it legs. We appreciate you. On behalf of all of us, thanks for being here. Catch us next week. I think we're going to talk a little bit about the disparity between, you know, how big Hollywood makes all these movies like The Hunger Games or Divergent or any of those where, um, you know, we've got the big evil tyrannical government uh, lording it over the little people, the citizens telling them what to do. They're disarmed. They, they're more uh, property than they are people. And those movies are always such a big hit. And the stars that make those movies turn around and say that uh, we shouldn't have guns and that people shouldn't be able to defend themselves. So we're going to talk about that a little bit and just list some of the great movies and, and talk about all those and the people that make them and and uh, the the dystopian future societies, as it were, in some of these movies and how uh, it's it's feasible down the road. Something like that could happen here if the wrong chain of events were to happen. So that's going to be next week. Check us out on Patreon. Become a patron if you want to. If you're not over on the Facebook uh, side yet, but you have Facebook, go to facebook.com slash Shooter. Like the page and uh, go check out all the fun memes and everything that I share. We actually have a meme that, and I didn't make it, but uh, earlier today it got in front of the uh, three and a half millionth person because uh, the Facebook page, when you're an admin, you can track and see how many people have viewed a specific post. So a meme that I took and shared, and, and it's not even mine, at least three and a half million people have seen uh, that meme on my page. That's kind of cool. So we love you guys on Facebook. We love you guys on YouTube. Catch us next week, nine o'clock central time. The only time zone that matters Tuesday night for the get off my lawn podcast. And remember, get off my lawn. <laughs>